0: What's up, what's up, Big Duggan? You already know it's your boy, Hot Boy Turk, and I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I've been gone a few days, you know what I'm saying? I've been taking care of a lot of other things. You know, I got a whole lot of other business I got to catch up with, but I'm back as promised, you know what I'm saying, to read another chapter. I hope y'all enjoyed the first chapter of the Thugography of Turk, you know what I'm saying? We're back with chapter two. Chapter 2 is Magnolia Projects. Check it out. Trust only movement. Life happens at the level of events, not of words. Trust movement. My mama Nooney had given birth to my brother Travis, and it seemed as if she and her sister had kicked off a mini baby having marathon. Nooney seemed to follow right behind Auntie Deborah with a baby. After Deborah had Bookie, a year later, Nooney had me. Two years after Deborah had my cousin Buff, which was on the same day I was celebrating my second birthday, Mama had my brother Travis after that. Buff and Travis were close like Book and me. Then that baby sister, my auntie Kim, joined the baby race and gave birth to a baby boy, my cousin Mo. Grandma Evelyn's three-bedroom apartment was now filled to capacity and resembled a nursery instead of an apartment in the mouth. Therefore, the inevitable solution for the overcrowded apartment was... For some family members to begin moving out. Auntie Deborah was the first to move to the Calio Project with Buff Daddy, LB. But she left Buka to stay with Grandma. We bounced next. Mom and Daddy gathered their things. And like a real functional family, we moved into our, one, our own two-bedroom apartment at 3205 South Robinson Street inside the Magnolia Project, a.k.a. Magnolia. Man, I can still remember my old phone number. It was 504. 504- Eight nine nine nineteen thirty one. Immediately, mama hit it all with one of our neighbors, Miss Barbara, who was real sanctified and had a badass daughter named Valencia who was a little old for me. At that time, the Noya seemed to be jumping with way more energy and excitement than the mouth. Maybe I felt that way because I was now living in the Noya. I attended Tom Lafon Elementary School which was located right across the street from our apartment. I can remember my first day of school like it was yesterday because I was mad as hell that my daddy couldn't be there. He was one of the head chefs at the Hilton Hotel, and his work, I was conflicted with my first day of school. My kindergarten class were well. I eventually met my homeboys, Bruce and Wernell, a.k.a. Wern. I remember when Wern got hit by a car and finally returned to school. Everybody was all around and whispering and punting like he was famous or something. His grandmother, Miss Glow, used to always bring treats to school for us. Bruce, on the other hand, before we became friends, used to have a look on his face like he could beat up the whole world. And keeping it ten times a hundred, I wasn't trying to get on his bad side. But it was his cute-ass cousin, Laquevia, a.k.a. Keevy, who had my undivided attention. We were boyfriend and girlfriend from kindergarten all the way up until the fifth grade. And whatever you call being in love, at that age, I was fully in it. I would give her all my little lunch money, that my mama would send me to school with. Keeva and I were both pretty smart throughout our elementary school years. We always made the principal's honor roll, and we attended the Super Attendance Award Ceremony every year at the Lakefront Arena and racked up trophies and certificates in recognition of our performance. I played in the band, and Keeva was a cheerleader. Also, we always participated in the Christmas and Martin Luther King Jr. programs that were a pretty big deal at Tom LaFont. When we were at home, we used to talk on, talk to each other on the phone until we would fall asleep and our mothers would bust us and make us hang up. Back then, Keeve and I were the perfect little couple, and we are still cool to this day. With the time I've been given to clear my mind and reflect, it was crazy how the uptown project all had a section that was considered bad and another section associated with suburban style living. In the mouth, it was actually split into two halves, the good side and the bad side, In the the two sides were front of town and back of town, and I know you call that two sides the new side and the old side. Both of my grandmothers talked about the bad sides of all the projects as if the residents were on some remote location in another country that the devil himself ran. Daily, and if there was isn't any truth to their claim, then my uncle Kelvin Blackboy must have been the devil's right hand man. Blackboy roamed the bad side of the mouth religiously, slinging rocks all night, then returning to Grandma Bertha's on the good side only to sleep. He used to dress his ass off and had some of the flash clothes that were out then. I was way too young to wear his clothes, but that didn't stop me from trying to put them on. Inside his closet, he had ballet animals, polo buckles, Adidas, and eight-ball jackets. He also sported a big-ass gold medallion, two four-finger rings, and a mouthful of golds. Black boy was getting money like a motherfucker, and he didn't trust anybody with his stacks but grum Bertha. One day, my Uncle Jerome got some nuts and stole from Black Boy. My little ass was caught in the middle since I saw Uncle Jerome put his move down, and I told Black Boy the business. After hearing me out, Black Boy slid over to Jerome's girlfriend's house and found her with the red roses and champagne. Immediately, a fight broke out. But since Uncle Jerome was fresh out of the penitentiary and on swole, Black Boy couldn't do anything with him on the fighting side, so he grabbed his 9mm and started letting loose. At his own brother in broad daylight. Luckily, Uncle Jerome got away without being hit. All of my family sided with Black Boy. We were just starting to adjust to our new environment and friends in you when Daddy came home drunker than ten wine heads. Thunderbird was his drink of church. He and Mama fought it that night, which had practically become routine, but this night, this fight was different. Mama had always been faithful to my daddy and she really wasn't a complicated woman. She just wanted the old man to love her. The night passed and Pops woke up with his normal hangover and right on schedule was off to work at the Hilton. But this time when he returned from home, all of his things were thrown out on the Magnolia walkway. Mama had talked all that she would, had taken all that she would from my daddy, and he moved back to Grandma Bertha's. With Mama now fending for herself, she got a job at some hotel making beds for minimum wage. She also received food stamps from Welfare and Wick to help her feed my brother Travis and me. Eventually, Mama grew even closer with Miss Barbara. And she used to watch us while Mama was at work. With Mama's mind no longer focused on my daddy, she allowed a man named Ronald to fill the void in her life. A year after Mama and Ronald started dating, he moved in with us. By the time I was seven, Mama had my baby brother, Little Ronald. Looking back now, when children of my own, with children of my own, and some experience with women who possess all kinds of ulterior motives and unpredictable personalities i can see how daddy could have felt after mama moved ronald in with us then not even a good year later gave birth to his son but that never should have interfered with the relationship between him and his two sons after that i vowed to never allow anything that my children's mother and i may experience to affect the relationship between me and mine negatively nevertheless Pops blew it permanently with my mama. The new man in mama's life, Ronald, was a DJ and worked at a club called Rose Tavern located in the back of the town of the Calio Project and he treated my mama like a queen. I'd never seen her as happy. We loved mama so much at that age that a sense of appreciation flowed from Travis and me to Ronald for giving my mama what only a dedicated male companion could. Not only that, but he was now helping her raise us full time. And keeping it ten times a hundred percent, we started having more fun with Ronald than we did with Daddy when he was around. Ronald used to take us to the riverfront all the time to swim and play in the sand. And it was also good that he had a car. Daddy didn't only not have a car, but he couldn't even drive. For some strange reason, Grandma Evelyn couldn't stand Ronald and preferred my daddy over him. But it was obvious to everybody else that through Ronald happiness had entered into her daughter's life. A most important function that Pops failed to deliver on. So what's wrong with that picture? Maybe mama wasn't hallucinating about feeling like the black sheep after all, huh? A couple years later, my baby brother Lerano was having a pool party in the Calio back of town with Big Ronald's other baby mama's son, who was younger than Lerano, might I remind you. So with tension and thick in the air from this scenario, mama and Big Ronald got into a fight. Mama hit Rondo pretty good with a box cutter, but also received a few licks of her own that sent them both to the charity hospital. After they stitched Rondo up, he was released into the custody of New Orleans Police Department and charged with assault. After this incident, they officially broke up and we were back in a single parent household again. I never knew for sure if mama knew Aaron before he went to jail. But after she and Ronald broke up, we started visiting Aaron down at the jail on Tulane and Broad Street. Aaron was a hustler like my uncle Blackboy, And when he was released, he moved in with us. Aaron bought us everything. And to me, he was the best stepdaddy ever. He had the same kind of toys and gear that Black Boy had. Like ballets, eight ball jackets, four finger rings and chains. Aaron also had a 98, white with a blue rag top and he had a two-tone Malibu. The only thing Aaron did different from Black Boy was he didn't sport the gold grill. I admired Aaron and considered him as my stepfather because he reminded me so much of my Uncle Black Boy, who I always considered as my role model. In the late 80s, the turf wall between the Melph and the Magnolia had gotten so bad that the mayor of New Orleans had ordered the construction of a special neighborhood watch task force. The New Orleans Police Department had a policing trial a smack dead in the middle of both the projects with officers on bikes horses on foot and in patrol cars this was the same time that i attended Tom LaFon elementary and since it was located in the middle of the know seeing somebody shot a kill was normal for my classmates and me shootouts between the two projects occurred so frequently that during lunchtime at school we would just continue doing whatever we was doing without fear on this particular day, this lack of fear made it easy for me to go check out a DJ in our hood. A DJ is what we call a block party. Although I knew I had no business going, I went on the new side of the Noah in the 6th Street Circle, which was one of the most dangerous sections. Shots rang out. I had already snuck over there, and now I was in the middle of the chaos created by gunfire. As I tried to run, some fat woman ran straight over me, trying to move her children out of the pad of the gunmen. When the shooting stopped, I tried to hurry back to the old side before my mama started calling my name like she always did after hearing gunshots anywhere near. As I rushed home, this stinging feeling thrived in my left leg by my knee. The sight of blood and the intense burning in my leg made me panic. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, i had been hit, but luckily I was only grazed. Grandpa Johnny put peroxide on it and patched me up like it was nothing. But I was loving all the attention from everybody, thinking I'd been shot up, and you already know I played right on to it. Now, the first time I ever saw somebody shot I was eight years old, a victim, a boy named Bobby, and I had just had a minor altercation one week before. Bobby was seven years older than I was, and I didn't know how I let him talk me into letting him use my brand-new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Nintendo cartridge that my mama had just bought from my little brother and me, but he did. Every time I asked Bobby to return it, he would just spin me. I even ran down on him with a bottle in my hand and threatened to bust his shit. But he just snatched the bottle out of my hand and walked away, paying me no mind. Then as a last result, I threatened Bobby with telling my mama. And for some reason, he swiftly returned my cartridge. A week later, while inside playing on my Nintendo, we heard what sounded like a thousand gunshots on the side of our house. When the smoke cleared, Bobby was laying there fighting for his life. 17 holes filled his body. He fought all the way to charity hospital. But later on, he died. The next morning on the way to school, I stopped by the scene where he was shot up. Several bullet holes were embedded in the side of the project brick wall. Someone must have forgotten to hold the sidewalk down. Bobby's blood still stained the ground. All that day while at school, I thought about Bobby taking my taking my game, and now he was dead. Although Bobby had taken advantage of me, I never wanted anything bad to happen to him, nor did I ever imagine that he'd end up dead from 17 shots. The know you was something serious, and only the strong survived, real talk. You had to always out your opponent and stay about 20 steps ahead. That's chapter two, man. I hope y'all enjoying this book. Like I say, y'all could get it on lulu.com. Ebook, paperback, or the hardback. All oh, y'all could get it from me directly. Follow me on Instagram, HotboyTurk32. You get a signed autograph from me. You know, pay cash, y'all Venmo, um, PayPal, however you, you pay digitally. And um, I could get it to you, man. You know? And that's how we coming. The auto thug, I feel Turk man. I appreciate y'all tuning in on my podcast, Big Thugging. Stay tuned for chapter three. You dig? Let's get it.